Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the stinking truth. What's Super Bowl? What's Super? What's Super Bowl week like at the beginning of the week? Like we'll we'll get into the the matchup Ooh. later in the week, but yeah, 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 what yeah. is the beginning of the week like? Um, it's cool. Like the first couple of days because your family's not there yet, so the the teams will charter a jet for your families probably on Wednesday. They'll come into the Super Bowl site Wednesday or Thursday. So the first couple of days you're just sequestered with your dudes, right, with your guys. And, you know, Monday is one of those days where you don't – where you're not practicing, right? So you might have um, – you might have on Monday, like you've got some some meetings and things of that nature. And then a lot of times what we'll do is we'll find Monday night a place to go, like for a, um, for a Super Bowl dinner for your position group dinners. So you all go out and, uh, you know, you'll find a, a great place and you all just go out and have a great meal together um, – well, like I remember my my last year, my last Super Bowl was Super Bowl thirty three, um, and uh, we went to we were in Miami, so we went to Joe's Stone Crab, and we got this we got a big table. It was a whole offensive line, our offensive line coach, and I was bestowed the honor of reading what we used to call the sacred scriptures. So this. I still have the sacred scriptures. The, state, the sacred scriptures, um, we had a guy by the name of Casey Jones on our team. And Casey, his job during the meetings was to keep a notebook of all the ridiculous things <laughs> that our offensive line coach or anybody else in the meeting room would say. And our offensive line coach was legendary. Alex Gibbs. Alex Gibbs. Yep. Legend, he's a legendary offensive yeah. line coach. But legendary for saying things that were well that you can't repeat anywhere in America, right? Especially today. Like then, <laughs> back in '98, they were like, Cringy. "Oh my God, you can't say that!" Right? <laughs> yes. But today, you would instantly be canceled. I'm trying to think of some things that I could actually share with you. Um, like he would say things like just out of the blue, like, "Where does this come from?" 
like one of the references he used to say all the time was, uh, that guy's luckier than a two-dick dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that would be one of the things. You can imagine how lucky that dog uh, is, that's right? a lucky dog. I mean, how much licking are you doing? <laughs> like, so... He would, but they would just be absolutely <laughs> asinine things that he would get, like, so politically incorrect on just about every occasion. So we would gather around, and you would read the sacred scriptures, and you, we would just laugh because they were so, they were so, like, we have a private room, right? right. You, can't, you can't read them in public, right? <laughs> but you would, you would laugh, and you would reminisce about... When it was said, and uh, and you know what the what the the context was, and it it would just be it would just be some of the greatest stuff ever. because it's important, right? Because it's a long week, right? And, and yeah, there's a lot of pressure that builds up over the course of the week. So to try to maintain a routine and right. maintain some normalcy and have some fun, yeah, in the in the middle of all this is is crucial yeah it it is and so that would be like monday and plus you have like you have mandatory media sessions and everything else mm -hmm. then tuesday you would get up and tuesday was kind of quote unquote the day off but you would go to the the super bowl site the stadium and you would take team photos and then you would have you know to and you have media day as well so then the whole media is there and you'd be you take your team photos and then you know, you have the, the really prominent guys would have podiums. Like, there would be 10 podiums. You know, so for us, you know, it would be Elway at a podium, Terrell Davis at a podium, Shannon Sharp at a podium, maybe Bill Romanowski at a podium. Like, <laughs> so you would have these guys in the podium. And then the rest of us would be, like, sitting in the stands, like, but this was always fun for, for guys, like, guys like us because you guys wouldn't talk. Yeah, to the media. none of you guys really wanted to talk to us anyhow. Like, but you would have to talk, though. I know, but it would be like one question, you know, and then you're like, okay, well, I don't really want to talk to these guys anyhow. But you know one of the things we, we did all the time? Like, we're taking the Super Bowl pictures, and there was enough, you know, kind of what we call seagulls. You know, there's just seagulls are like the, the corporate sponsors and stuff, the guys that just kind of seagulls. flock. Seagulls. Yes, okay. they flock around. They flock around, okay. They just flock around, so <laughs> seagulls. So, I've never heard that term. Oh, yeah. Steal steal it. Look at Folks, feel free to steal yeah. that one because I'm so, sure you deal with some seagulls. Yeah, all the seagulls that just kind of yeah. glom onto yeah. the team and act like they're part of it, you know, and they really don't have any function. So one of the things we used to do all the time, so we stand around waiting to take pictures and stuff, and you'd see a group of seagulls. And so you would act like you were playing catch, right? And you'd run, like you'd start jogging by them, and they're not paying attention. You go, whoa, whoa, watch out! <laughs> You watch, ah, they all freak, they all freak out, and you go, you, you guys are idiots, you. And let me guess, you came up with this. Well, I mean, you were I, usually the, the ring. You were kind of the ringleader for well, all we, these we did, pranks. And yeah, stuff. we did a lot of stupid uh, things. Yeah, but just yeah, so yeah. that was a that was like a fun okay. day, and then, um, and then ultimately, you know, ultimately, you know, you're you're. Your Wednesday and your like your your stuff during the week is kind of you're more honed in, but I don't even know. Now you guys put the game plan in, so there's before there's, you even is, is so the work's done before you right, come out right. Two trains of thought. My my time with Mike Shanahan in Denver, we put the game plan in the week before and practiced it. Right, and so then when we got to the Super Bowl site, then it was just about you know 
like really dialing in and cutting out uh, a bunch of reps and trying to get through practice as fast as we could. Um, when I was with Washington and and Joe Gibbs, we didn't game plan the first week. We just practiced. So it went back to almost like training camp type okay. of practices. And then because he wanted to be the game plan to be fresh and not repetitive and not redundant because he wanted us to have to be locked in mentally on, hey, we got to get ready to play this game. So two trains of thought. Which way is better, you think? Um, and and how is it done mostly today? I think it? it would probably done more like the way Mike Shanahan put right. it in. Um, but <laughs> but anyhow, I like – the, Although the Gibbs way, me. I want them all. So I, I, what, what do yeah, I care? So like, I, yeah, we but do the Gibbs anyway. way, wasn't there a great John Madden story? Yeah. About this yeah. is a good one. I love this story. So we are we're in Minnesota for the Super Bowl. And, you know, it just was it was just came out on I think ESPN.com. They rated all the all the Super Bowls in the history of, of Super Bowls, which teams were the best teams. And so yours truly was on three teams that were two top 10 teams and three top 19 teams. And the number one team rated overall was a 91 Redskins. Um, and it has to do with, you know, the, the Skins, I think they're the only Super Bowl team in history to have a top five defense, top five offense, top, top five special teams rated and some DVOA or some crap. And I created this, um, this boo rating, your balls over your opponent. So you got to have balls over your opponent. We had much bigger balls. But we're practicing on a Thursday. And it's like Joe Gibbs believed in being quick and, and you know, on and off the field. But it was a scrimmage. And we were in full pads, and we were beating the living piss out of one another. And John Madden was at practice with Pat Summerall. And they're standing around. And um, – and Joe, like, we're killing each other. Like, this is a full tilt scrimmage. I Thursday mean, is, before the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. We are just hunting. I mean, it is. You run on, you run a counter, man. It's full go. You're, you're tagging in a line of scrimmage. That guy's trying to, that guy's trying to wrong shoulder, you know. I mean, it's full go. It's full contact. And um, we're literally, I mean, we're literally beating the piss out of one another. And Joe, Joe's like, I got it. Like I got to call practice. We're gonna kill each other, and um, and John Madden happened to be standing there. And John says to Joe, he goes, he goes, uh, you guys are absolutely gonna destroy the Bills. Like you're gonna destroy the Bills. And you know he'd been to, I think he'd been to both practices, right. right? And just the way we went about our business versus the way they were going about their business. And there's two trains of thought, you know, what you want to do, fresh and all that stuff. But Joe was a guy where of Thursday practice. Might be an hour and forty-five minutes, but it was full go Woody Low, man. It was you were trying to kill each other, um, and that's that's the way they did it. But you know, it, there's there is that kind of that juxtaposition of focus and you know and taking care of your business, and then also you you got to enjoy it, right? There's got to be moments of level levity that that um, you know that anyhow that you got to have and. And that's, you know, that's where I came into the equation. They got to have a moment of levity or two. And you and I had a really cool, or like a really cool experience at the Super Bowl. We were at the Super Bowl. Uh, gosh, I can't remember what Super Bowl was. It was several, like after the, at 19, 2019. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah we, we, were, we stopped 
2020 was the last one we went to. Yeah, Miami. we were in my well, we were in Miami. So this is this was the 20. Now this is the, this was the 2019 season. 2020. The 2020 Super. It was like so, literally like a month or two before COVID hit. So yeah, so we were there, and we were at our little table, and some guy walked up to me and you and said thermometer he goes like thermometer, thermometer guy. guy he goes i was a, i was a trainer for the dolphins back in those days <laughs> he's shaking his head like right still couldn't believe what he witnessed right. years later so i don't know uh, about, ah, tell the story okay i don't know we're having fun. story time so, was stink yeah gather around everybody so this is this was like this is what you do right these are the the downtime so we get done with the practice it's probably i don't know it's either wednesday or thursday we get done with the practice and in the Miami Dolphins facility, they had it was in Davie at the time, but they had a walk-in cold tub and a walk-in hot tub, and you know you go in contrast bath, you know back and forth, back and forth after practice, get your legs back, feeling good, and I'm in the hot tub just kind of floating around, and there's this <laughs> ginormous thermometer. It's like one of these, you know, it's a jacuzzi thermometer, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. It just and it's got the the one end, you know, that's got like a almost a like a spherical shape you know and then it just bobs in the thing and so i'm sitting i'm sitting in the hot tub and i tell an assistant trader for the dolphins i go go get go get greek he's our trainer the head trainer steve, steve antonopoulos was great right, guy legendary legend. yep. trainer i said go get greeks there's something wrong there's something wrong so i stand up on like the second step so i'm only in my the water is only to my ankles right and i'm butt naked and i'm leaning up against the the pole that you walk yourself down into the jacuzzi with and greek comes running in there and everybody like all the miami dolphins trainers are in there greek is in there jim keller's in there all the you know the assistant broncos trainers they're like what's up what's up and i'm like leaning down and i'm just like something's wrong with me man something's wrong with me I go, what is it what is it and i go i, I don't know I was just, I feel dizzy. I'm sick. I don't like. I, I don't know what's going on here. And they go, just calm down, calm down, calm down. I go, I'm all right, I'm all right. I go, just do me a favor. I go, just check my temperature. And I turned around, and I had that 12 inch thermometer shoved up my ass, and I was at it pinched between my ass cheeks. <laughs> the whole room. And the Greek was just like, you are a piece of like garbage, you know. And I fall back in the hot tub. I'm laughing. I think it's the funniest thing in the world. All the Miami guys, like, they're like, this team's built different. <laughs> we don't have anybody in our team like this. So anyhow, it was like for me, it was the, like it's yeah, the funniest just, thing ever, yeah. right? I thought it was hilarious. And that guy came up and he's just like thermometer guy. He goes, he did, you know me by name. He just went thermometer guy. That's it. Yeah, so you, like yeah. those, but those, fun. Those times of levity, yeah. those are fun. It's great to be, you know, it's great to be part of a team. Um, and then I always used to tell my wife and kids, uh, you know, God bless them, and I love them, my parents and my in-laws and, and everybody who came to the Super Bowls. I was like, hey, listen, like Wednesday night, I'm yours. We'll have dinner. Da-da. Thursday night, I'm yours. We'll have dinner. After Thursday night, you're not going to see me again. Mm-hmm. Like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, those are those are my days to prepare. Um, and like, I might go, Hey, let's let, like on a Saturday, we have, we'll get downtown. I'll give you a couple hours on Saturday or whatever. But for the most part, I was just like, I am not here. This is not a vacation for me. Mm-hmm. Like this, this, Hey, you guys treat it as a vacation. Good for you. You can have it. Like, that's great. But this is not a vacation for me. This is like, I'm not coming here to lose a game. I am coming here to win. I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize that for my team. 
Um, and so that was always a big part of preparation. I'll tell you the other thing preparation-wise with Super Bowl is Saturday. And, and, and Saturday, well, not Saturday, it's Sunday before the game. Because you wait around all day long mm-hmm. to play the game. And one of the things, one of the things I used to do was I used to, I always would sit down. I'd spend like on Saturday, I'd spend six, seven hours going through the game plan. And I would write down, because I'm, I'm more visual, I would write down everything that I wanted to do on any particular play against any defense. So, for instance, if we're running a 19 handoff, 19 handoff force, whatever the case may be, I would draw that picture, right? I would have the pictures. I would draw what my responsibility was. But then I would write down on every one of those, like, I want my first step to be here. I want my second step to be here. I want my hands on my second step as, you know, my foot over my ankle over my knee in a linear progression once i hit that second step i want my hands to be firing and hitting at the same time because that's where power comes from when you want to take people off the ball it's can you get your second step down in a fashion that i'm creating an upward force and energy so my feet would sound like right and on that second one that's where i'm making contact and then you know, to be an effective offensive lineman, it's really about creating leverage. You don't just come off the ball lower than the next guy. You've got to create the leverage. So you've got to work from a low to high plane. How do you do that? Well, it's about hand striking. So you don't strike out, you strike up. And so you've got to close that contact. And then you've got to be able to strike a guy up and take him through the ceiling or take him through the roof of the stadium. So all these things I would go through every single play. Well, you have to think about, hey, listen, man, I've got, let's say, we've got 10, 10 run plays in the game plan that we're going to try to execute. But you're executing those 10 run plays versus 10 different defenses, right? So now, you know, if you do the math, you know I'm not good at math, but that's 100 different plays. And I'm writing down every single step where I want my hat, my like where I want my head to hit, where I want my hands to hit. You know, and I go through, and it take me six, seven hours to do that or six hours to do that on a Saturday. And then on Sunday, I actually moved, because you got so much time to lay around, actually moved the furniture in my room and walked, like, did my own little walkthrough. I lathered myself up to where I was kind of sweaty, you know, um, just going through the steps and going through the potential plays and taking my pass sets and doing all that just to, just because there was some anxiousness there. Right. Because you're just laying around. There's all the things that you have to think about that you have to deal with. Um, to but get you yourself, can't burn yourself out. Can't burn That's yourself you out. That's what you got to be careful about. Right. But it's just one of those things that, like my biggest thought process as a player was um, I never want to have to think. I, as soon as you did something, I already, in, mm-hmm. in my mind, I already had my steps down. Because you got to understand that, like, as from an from a offensive perspective, if you move six inches one way or another, it completely changes the, completely changes the blocking schemes. You know, if you slide from a two technique to a one technique, now, you know, that, that whole scheme changes. If you slide from a three to a four eye technique, it changes what you're doing. And you have to be able to know that in the middle of this cadence where they blue 80, blue 80 set, and you slide, well, our, our, everybody's responsibility changes. And everybody's got to see and be on that page together. So there's always that aspect of the game that 
to me the the neck up aspect of what keeps you around and, and allows you to be successful for a long period of time.